for tuning in and welcome to Beyond the Mission, the business of nonprofits on the Michigan Business Network. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton-Allen, and I have with me Alex Brace, the Executive Director of Small Talk Children's Advocacy Center in Lansing, Michigan. Today, we're discussing the impact of COVID-19 on the organization. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Vicki. I appreciate the opportunity. I've been looking forward to talking to you. I want to learn more about Small Talk and all the services that you offer. Why don't you tell me how long you've been with the organization? Yeah, so I've been with Small Talk since 2011. So I was the first employee uh, back about, we're celebrating our 10 years this year. So I've been there for, for the duration. Thank you. Fantastic. Can you um, tell our listeners a little bit more about Small Talk? I mean, it's um, it's an organization that I, I don't see all the time. Can you tell me more about it and, and the types of services that you offer? Absolutely. So Small Talk is a nonprofit in the Lansing area, work with children who have been uh, sexually and physically abused uh, and their families as well. Um, so anytime the child reports that they've been sexually or physically abused, either in Ingham or in Eaton counties, um, children are referred to us um, by law enforcement. They can come to our center and get what's called a forensic interview. So an opportunity to share their story uh, that helps start the child abuse investigative process. And then from there, we're able to provide counseling services for all the children uh, that will come through our doors. Uh, we have prevention programming as well. So we go out into the community, educate adults on how to prevent and respond to child sexual abuse. Uh, we also have advocacy services within our um, agency as well. Um, so we can attend court with children, uh, help them you know, just get through the investigative process. Uh, we have a dog as well at our office named Loki, who's able to go to court with kids, sit up in the witness box with them uh, when they need to testify in court. So we just want to provide as much support as we can for children and families who are going through uh, the trauma of, you know, sexual and physical abuse in our community to, again, you know, limit the trauma uh, and help them heal. Alex, that is an incredibly um, difficult position uh, for you to to manage. And I applaud you. I thank you for the work that you do. It cannot be. Thank you. Um, I I'm mindful that during COVID-19, and this this episode in particular is talking about the impacts of COVID-19, many people were asked to stay at home. Many people were um, trying to stay safe. And we know that that's not possible for everybody to stay safe in their homes uh, for many reasons. And um, one, one of the things that had crossed my mind, and perhaps maybe you can speak a little bit more to this, is the idea of staying at home keeps keeps the children that you may have to provide services to and, and those that you don't um, from being able to engage with people that we call mandated reporters, like maybe mm -hmm. teachers or social workers or coaches and stuff. C can you talk a little bit more about that and, and this whole COVID-19 impact on your organization? Yeah, I think that was the most significant thing for us and something that really hit us very early on was the idea that keeping everybody at home meant that children would be at home. They wouldn't be at school. They wouldn't have access to these mandated reporters who we get some, so many of these reports are initiated from that, um, that initial uh, report that a child gives to a safe person. And we know just with the dynamics of trauma and, you know, sexual abuse and physical abuse and how that works. A lot of times these, the abusers are people, you know, whether they're in their home or a close family friend and, you know, then being asked to stay in your home and not leave um, 
it provides less of an opportunity for a child to disclose something or find a safe person to be able to tell. Um, so we knew as an organization that we were just going to have to brace for that to know that maybe we were going to you know, hit this phase where we weren't going to get a lot of referrals coming in at the normal rate that we would. Not to say that it's not happening, which is the scary part. I think you're right. Like it was, this is already a crime that sort of lives in the shadows. And, you know, when the pandemic happened, you know, that just made it even worse. It made it a lot easier to keep things from the people who are going to take some action and make sure that these children are safe. So, you know, as an organization, we've had to really just kind of prepare as far as how are we going to continue to address this need when we can't physically be in the same office with a child and still provide counseling. So some of the things that we've had to do is we've had to adapt our counseling process to be able to do virtual therapy, which we were able to implement pretty quickly once the pandemic started. The more difficult piece was the uh, forensic interviewing piece because that is a one-on-one -on -one interview with a child and the interviewer in the same room. This is kind of what gets the ball rolling as far as like the criminal justice process um, and you know, we, could, we couldn't stand back and wait for things to get better because I think we all thought, you know, when we first got the order to go home, that this would be like two weeks. We'll be back in the office. No problem. We can handle that. You know, fast forward to 18 months later and, you know, we're still kind of unraveling from all of that. So we had to create a process to be able to do those interviews in a socially distanced way that was safe and didn't interrupt any of the service, didn't, you know, keep the, you know, the wheels of justice could keep turning by us still having our, our part involved in that. That that must be incredibly difficult. I mean, the the idea of being able to construct a way in which to have those conversations in a socially distanced way in and of itself kind of takes away from maybe trust and stuff that might be built up in that moment. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond the Mission, the business of nonprofits. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton Allen on the Michigan Business Network. 